Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the Gaming Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And Dennis, we're here to solve your problem. We're mainly here to solve our problems, and we've had we have pulled off the ultimate con. What's the ultimate con? So last week we yes. launched the Patreon. Very successful. Thank you to everyone who has signed up already. Those numbers to the Patreon, moon. Patreon.com slash Scry Me River. Let's go, baby. Whether you want to be a fresh or a stale cheese bag, hey. No shame in it. Some shame. Some mild amount of shame, but... You know, I'm going to read it. I, I was about to say, I'm going to read it all the names of the stale cheese bags. It doesn't make sense to reward the people who gave us less money by reading yeah, the names of the idea. podcast. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That's backwards. <laughs> We're shaming. We're shaming That's kind of funny, though. That's, mm, I'm actually into it. Let me look. <laughs> anyway, um, all those people signed up like, ooh, a game night. Fantastic. That sounds good. Ooh, early access to, an epi- early access to episodes. Mm. Sounds even better. Sign me up. And now the first episode we do after having launched the Patreon, a day late. A day late. Right, Riley, you were on vacation. I was, and I'm a little sick as a result. I drove all, well, I didn't, but Megan did. We drove. I all, was driven all the way. <laughs> I was driven all the way to the top of Scotland. We went to John O'Groats. We stayed in Inverness. We went to Loch Ness. Um, went Spiny to monsters. We did not see any monsters. Which I mean, I I didn't. I, I have to say to you, Dennis, I didn't have my hopes pinned very high to see any monsters. But I tell you this: all the people around Loch Ness, they're very into it. Yeah, you know what they're into? Selling you Loch Ness merchandise, I'm sure. Oh, well, I didn't buy any. I bought. I did buy a little. I did buy a little Highland cow figurine. Figurine. Can I see your Highland cow figurine? I'll show you. It's very small. It's like a little. I'll just get it for you. A little blown glass thing. Right, he's uh, reaching over to his right hand side here to pick up. Uh, oh, it is very small. It's like a thimble sized thing. Why did you buy this? What I is know, this? I think it's cute. It's like a cute little glass cow. It's a blown glass yeah. cow that is, I'd say, about the size of my thumb. Yeah. Oh, it's not, not even that big. Yeah, probably about the size of Riley's thumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cute. Anyway, no, I didn't buy any of that. But yeah, Loch Ness, it was fine, but it was definitely, it was like the Eiffel Tower for me. It was like, a, all right, this is a thing that I've now seen and I can say that I've been to and I'll probably never it come back. It is that you lived there that long and hadn't gone yet. Well, that's it. I how, mean, you know, how far away is it? Uh, from where from Glasgow, about two and a half hours, three and a half hours. Uh, it's not that nearby, so, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, then we, when, then we drove all the way to John O'Groats. Which was unbelievably cold and freezing and so windy and you wouldn't believe it. Like basically the full force of the Atlantic up there, right? Like kinda Dude, the North Sea. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. The North Sea. It was we we shield you from the Atlantic, I guess. So cold. Mm. Um and the wind was so strong that when we parked we parked in the car park, right? Megan couldn't open her car door. Just like she failed the strength check? Like she didn't have she failed the strength check. And then when she finally got it open and I opened my door, the wind like blew it open. It was like, yeah, you know, in the in the movies, you see people like staggering into the wind, right? Like yeah. sort of leaning forward into it. It was that strong. It was, I don't know, it was like gale force. I don't know what the technical how, term was. How miserable were you? Well, because it was a novel experience, it was okay. I was a little upset because there's like a nice, a nice coastal walk right, that you can go mm-hmm. on. And I, we just didn't do it because it was just too cold and too windy. I do feel like there's a novelty to it. Like, I feel like you'd rather be in Siberia than you would in like... Prague in winter. I'll give you a better example. When it rains, like rains properly, I don't mind mm-hmm. because it's like, ah, that's cozy. That's nice. Like there's rains, rains like, you know, hammering on the window, that sort of thing. It's nice, right? When it's just gray and miserable, like, mm. I don't know, I'm tough for that. But uh, it was a fun trip, but I do feel a little bit sick now. I am, I, like, I feel a little bit sick. <coughs> yeah. Like mm. I'm, I'm, bit, bit I'm just waking up with like a cough every morning. Congested and, in the cold yeah. air. Yeah. Can I tell you this though? The hotel we stayed in. Reasonably nice hotel, but the driest air. Mm, I'm not. I'm air. not one of those. I'm not sensitive. Like I'm not a sensitive sort of like. Oh, I can't. You know. This, but like, 
I, I can't work under these conditions. This, the air is too dry. The water is too wet. Anything like that. But like, I woke up being like, <laughs> like it was, it was so dry. I don't know what they did. Um, so I, by the end of it, I was like, am I sick or am I just like, like, am I just desiccated? I, I can't tell. Anyway, it was a good time. I do apologize to everyone who was ex- expecting an early or even an on-time episode this week. But mm. the Great North called me and um, I went to Northern Scotland instead. So, had a decent time. How's your week been, Dennis? What have you been doing? Nothing too special. Did not visit any lakes or with... I mean, I I saw exactly as many mountains as you do, I suppose. Zero. Yeah. We're, we're even my, on that score. Yep. That was my expected amount. But yeah, just been hanging out, getting ready, going to Vegas next week. Oh, yes. Very exciting. This is, uh, this is for the big MTG Vegas event... Brought to you by, much like this podcast, channelfireball.com. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what's going on there because it's, it's people's, I imagine it's people's last chance to sign up. It is. You can head to mtglasvegas.com. Let me make sure that is the correct URL. I'm pretty sure it is. It is. Head to mtglasvegas.com. Sign up today for a modern main event, a limited main event, and really a whole host of guests. Oh, yeah? Who's coming? We got Olivia Gorbett Hicks is going, Alex Katz is going, Dennis Straniak, some losers on the guest page as well. They're really from- scraping the bottom. I would put that name a bit lower down, to be honest. You know what's funny? Go. These appear to be in no particular order, so let me read you the- this guest list in order. Okay. See Sprankle Run. Okay, be- Re- like a reasonably big name. Yep, sure. Yeah, Reed Duke. Right, right at the top. I mean, uh, one of the uh, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players of all time. Sure. Olivia Gorbett Hicks. Absolutely. Well-respected and well-liked cosplayer. Yep. And then we got- we're going to rattle a couple more here. Alex Kessler, Emma Skyward, Michael Groth, Dennis Straniak. Okay. Middle of the pack. Uh, Z-Bex, Rachel Weeks, Talia Vass, Pleasant Kenobi, The Professor, Kyle Hill, Marshall Sutcliffe. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. All right. Marshall Sutcliffe is bottom billing? I don't know if they're bookending. Either way, like, and, and it'll be like starring, blah, 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 and then also it'll be like also featuring. This is actually, no, no, no this is actually a thing in psychology. I learned this in high school psychology, right? Our brains have a tendency to remember the first and the last things on any list, right? So they put me in the middle to elevate a little bit, I understand. No, 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 no. They they hide away the the boring and bad people. I'm realizing that I'm throwing a lot of shade at a lot of people here. <laughs> Whoops. Who's imme- who's immediately next yeah, to me? Yeah, sorry, those people. Z-Bex, Michael Cross. I'm, I'm just going I'm just having a go at Dennis, not having a go at everyone else, whatever. But they they bury, you know, they they bury people like you, Dennis, in the middle. I shouldn't say people like you. I can't I am go literally exactly in the middle. Okay. Well that makes sense, right? So yeah. you are in the least memorable position of all. Very good, very good. But that is true. Can you remember any of the school roles? Like when you're at at, uh, at school when like the teacher would take the role? I have forgotten everybody from my teenage years. They are all dead to me. Okay, never mind. Uh, well, that, that's going to be interesting at your upcoming wedding when I know for a fact that you have invited friends that you had when you were a child. They're going to tell me like, is, hi, who are you again? There is nobody at my wedding, any portion of the wedding, the wedding, the reception, that party, any of it that was in my year in school. What are you talking about? There's no one. What about the Brago, the, the Bray boys? They didn't go to my school. No, but that's not the point. You said you said anyone you knew from your teenage you said, years. You said school role. They're all dead to me. No. Okay. Well, if it's people from school, then that's fine. Yeah. No one from my school. Made it. Anyway, head to mtvsvegas.com. Head to channelfireball.com. Riley, I have, a little, I have a little sampling for you. You ready for this? Go on. Usually, we plug Magic the Gathering. That's where most of our audience lives. So, yep. if you want to get over there, get your Crimson Vow, get your boxes, do that. Mm-hmm. Use Code Smart to do it. Can we go Sometimes we plug Pokemon. Mm-hmm. A little bit of overlap there. Yep. Speaking of the Bray Boys, right? I'm going back to my... Uh, my roots here. We're not going to Yu-Gi-Oh town, are we? I'm going to read you some Yu-Gi-Oh set names. Oh, let's go, baby. I, I wish I had time to prepare fake ones. I, I, Dennis, I wish you'd had time to just prepare anything at all, ever, whenever we make content at all. But go on. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> Currently available on the website. Yep. From re- in recent sets, right? Mm, mm. We got Dawn of Majesty. Dawn of Majesty. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, it's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. That I like quite. That's quite good. We got Magician's Combination Dual Set slash Sky Striker Ace Dual Set Two. That did not take very long to escalate to the insanity that I expected. Give us that one again. Uh, we got. I think it's a combo. So yeah, we got Magician's Combination Dual Set, and then along with it, Sky Striker Ace Dual Set Two. The second Sky Striker Ace the Dual Set. The second Sky Striker Ace uh, Dual Set. The difficult second strike Striker first album. Go on. They have. Uh, they released a special um, anniversary, like comm- commemoration pack. Okay. It's a supplementary booster pack, basically because they surpassed 10,000 cards. So they released a pack to, you know, commemorate the fact that they surpassed printing 10,000 unique cards. Yeah. Have any guesses as to what that's called? Is it called Yu-Gi-Oh! 10,000 cards? Yeah, that would make more sense. It's called Surpassing 10,000 Cards Commemoration Special Pack. <laughs> Surpassing 10,000 Cards Special Commemoration Pack. Commemoration Special Pack, yes. Wow. Now, that might be upon further investigation, because I think this is only... Av- no, it's available in English. I was going to say, is this only available in Japanese, so they didn't bother translating the name normally? No, yep. it looks like... Yep. Yeah. It's okay. Just, no, yeah. Great. We got Ignition Assault. Slash hitting 10,000 different cards commemorative special pack. So uh, they went back to that well twice, it looks okay, like. Okay, that one obviously sold, sold pretty well. Like, uh, we can squeeze a bit more juice out of this orange. Jump Victory Carnival 2019. <laughs> now, that's okay. So when we were, like, talking Dawn of Majesty, like, that's, that's, that's cool Blank of Blank is always fun. Right? But now what are we doing? You know, we had Arrow of Devastation and Magic. I'm talking yeah. Jump Victory Carnival 2019. That's more what I expected. That's the speed that I was expecting. Ah, from- that's an event. It was uh-huh. an event where they released a special booster pack. Now, the event is silly for being called Jump Victory Carnival, but that's that's up to them, I suppose. We can't blame Yu-Gi-Oh for that. Anyway, if oh you want your Jump Victory Carnival, if you've been lacking jumping victories and carnivals, Channel 5 has got you covered. Channel5.com. Or is this the rest of the podcast, you reading Yu-Gi-Oh names? Dennis is no, still I wa- looking. I wanted to see... Yeah, if I search Jump Victory Carnival on... Bing.com. Um, Channel5.com, there are results... <laughs> Great. Excellent. Get across that. Channel 5.com. Oh, uh, thank you God. for them. Thank you to them for sponsoring the podcast. And also thank you to all of the cheese bags on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Scrammy River. Thanks. Right, we money. should talk about this a little bit. Go on. Because we promised the fresher cheese bags a game night. So we're going to do the same thing that we did with the early access thing and just not do it? Uh, well, we could publish this episode and then publish the real one six hours later. I feel like we're getting close to just like cut and run crypto strats here. <laughs> Buy your smart NFTs today. Smart, smart coin. Let's go. Board cheese bag NFT profile yeah. pictures. Let's yeah. go. Cheese coin to the moon. Cheese coin. Cheese coin to the moon. Moon's made of cheese. It all makes sense. So we need to pick a game. What are we going to play? So we were going to let them then decide, which is fine. But we need to pick options, of course. As a guided democracy. Yeah. So please get into the Discord and suggest yeah. games for us to play. But right, we, I have a suggestion. Oh, you've got a suggestion. I I'm sure it. I'm going to love this. Let's go. I think we should play Poppy's Playtime. Now, okay. I know, I don't know this game. I've never heard of it before, but I know mm-hmm. this is going to be like Pony Island. I know this is going to be the uh, Hager's House of Jump Scares or whatever it's called. No, it's called Poppy Playtime. Yeah. What could possibly this go is, wrong? This is Doki Doki Literature Club. I can smell no, it. No, it's much more direct than Doki Please Google it and look at the thumbnail for okay. the game. This is not hiding the ball like Poppy's Doki Doki Playtime. Oh dear! Oh, oh, that okay. Yeah, no, that's oh, all right. Yeah, no, they don't bury the lead there, do they? No, it's only a fiver as well. Okay, I don't like the look of this, but all right. And okay. thirty minutes, which means I think you can always oh. get a refund for it on Steam. Jeez, 
No, that's really bad. Don't do that. Um, okay. No, I don't yeah, like. I'm looking at some of the screenshots here. There's a there's a lot. It's a it's a very jarring juxtaposition of like childish. You know, there's like playing blocks and Freddy's, man. toys and stuff, and then there's just blood splatters and oh dear, poppy playtime. So my vote is poppy playtime. I'll be putting that in the straw bowl, and we'll be getting one vote from Dennis. Right? Did you have any suggestions for what you'd like to play? I don't know, but I can't, I'm just mesmerized by the teeth here. But the poppy's teeth are very. There's a lot of them. It's like a shark. If you'd like to get, if you'd like to watch Riley get mesmerized by the teeth, because I don't envision a world in which this doesn't win by a landslide. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Head to patreon.com subscribe river to get your vote in and get in on the game night. I don't like that. I'm going to have to find an alternative. You find an alternative that people want to watch you more than play them Poppy's, Poppy's Playtime? The thing is, this is very risky for me, because if I try push an alternative, I know what the alternative is going to end up being. It's going to end up being League of Legends. Oh, boy! <laughs> Which would this be is the best decision I've ever made. It'd be very frustrating. And League of Legends is going to be, I can see it now, it's going to be one of those like evergreen poll options. It's going to be the mm-hmm. one that like, it's going to be the none of the above. You know, we'll put four fresh ones and then every month there'll be League of Legends. And League I know that like, if, if I hate all the other four, I'm just going to end up having to play League. <laughs> also, you'll be kicking the can down the road. If you don't play Poppy Playtime this month, what do you think is going to be top of the list next month? Why can't people give me a game that I'm going to enjoy? No one wants to watch. We demonstrated right. Nobody wants to watch you play. Um, what was the game? Let's play Age of Empires. No, Let's you put it. on the list if you want. Let's play. Yeah, put it on the list. That's great. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, just waste some pixels. All right. Well, yeah. Head to the Discord. Give us some suggestions. We'll get a vote. When are we going to do it? I think we just did it last last week of every month. Yeah. So we'll put the poll up in the next two weeks. So okay. Suggest- and then uh, and then the actual game that'll be on the, the last month of every uh, last week of every month. It'll the week of the twenty second. Something like that. Great. Excellent. All right. Let's get into the advice, Dennis. You teased mm-hmm. a question from Uncle Susan last week, and Uncle uh, Susan writes in. We're going to do it now. Go ahead. To say, at what point in the game that has gone into time or turns is it best to concede to your opponent to avoid a draw? For this situation, assume a draw is as bad as a loss in the standings. You know you have no way to win, and neither player is obviously slow played. Does the answer change if you think your opponent was playing too slow, or if you believe you might have played too slowly? In Flesh and Blood, for example, you are not allowed to ask for a concession or even suggest not blocking on the final turn. You also only get one term after time is called, as opposed to the five in Magic. And therefore, it is up to the players to decide for themselves whether to concede or to let the game end in a draw after the final turn. I also believe in flesh and blood. Just as an aside, you get zero points for draw, not one. Well, let's let's deal with this with magic. What point of the game that has gone to time or turns is best to concede your opponent to avoid a draw? Now, the really important thing here is yeah. that Uncle Susan has stipulated: assume a draw is as bad as a loss. Yeah. Well, this is for like you know top eight or prizes or whatever. Yeah. Right? Uh, then when you get bored, I guess so. Or like when it's very clear that you're you're not going to win and i think like the 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 unwritten rule is if you're not going to win and your opponent probably would if the game continued often the right thing to do is to is to concede but you're not yeah, an but obligation like, to there's this idea that like oh by let, letting this go to a draw i'm robbing my the, by opponent of a top eight seat i'm like yeah but by conceding you're robbing somebody two tables down of a top yeah, eight seat and that, and that's <laughs> like, also really, like you brought that up before on the show and that's actually really important to remember it's like yeah Yes, you can scoop your opponent into the top eight, but it's zero sum. Like it's not. It's not. I the- promise you, the tournament will resolve itself in such a way that there are eight players at the top eight yeah. table. That is, you, you do not need to fall on your sword to make that happen. So I guess the only thing is, like, if it's like, oh no, pay out to you know anyone who gets, you know, five wins, or whatever. So Riley, I have some hot gossip here okay. that is related to this question and is extremely topical because Uncle Susan mentioned flesh and blood. Okay. So there was a little bit of controversy in the last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're getting, we're getting into this, are we? Levied at Matthew Folks, uh, banned from Magic for stealing tournament materials. Yep. For, quote unquote, cheating on camera by misrepresenting the triggers he got, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, at coverage of a Flesh and Blood Nationals event. Yep. Went undefeated, won the trophy. 
Riley, I've played against Matthew Fox, mm-hmm. and our game went to a draw. Oh yeah, and in it, yeah, Matthew Fox angrily pressured me to try and concede, despite using far more than his ha- fair share of the time. Imagine my surprise. Imagine my surprise. And desperate, like showed me his hands shaking, like, "Dude, will you please concede? Will you please concede?" And I was like, "No, I'm yeah. not even like." I guess I'm behind, but I'm not dead. Yeah. I have like a, th- a million outs. And he's like, a draw is bad for both of us. I was like, I think, this is like round three. I was like, I think you'll find a loss is worse for me yeah. than a draw. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a compelling argument. But I have no qualms in in dogpiling on Matthew. Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't care about that. But um, I just want to bring that out. It seemed interesting. So I'm very happy to let games go to a draw more than the average person is, I would say. Yeah. But for the for those like spiky competitive minor, don't leave anything on the table players, you know, the ones who are going to do that. When is the right time to concede? I guess like if if the judges call time and you know that the next like doing going through the five turns and you have like, I don't know, one percent, half a percent or not even that, like it's not even worth playing the five extra turns because you're you're you know, it's going to go to a draw or your opponent's in a very commanding position. It's very clear that they would win if the game continued. You know, I'm talking about like they're attacking with a mutavolt. Mm-hmm. They've got seven cards in hand to your zero, right? They will win, but it's going to take a while. I know them's the rules, man. But I'm saying that they're, you know, your your personal perspective aside, I would say the broad view of of the magic community is that's the time that you're like, all right, you got it. You know, so. it's a sanctity but, of the game, but because the, you don't the, have the, to. the. Well, also the flip side of this question is when you're behind, when do you start playing for a draw. Yeah, I mean, if a draw is going to benefit you, but here that's different. That's outside the parameters of this question because here the draw is bad. Right? If the, here the draw is bad, I think it's once you once you think you're going to lose and the game will go on long enough, I think it's fine to concede. I don't think right, like right, I said, I don't think you have responsibility to. No, like, I think it's important to remember that someone else will get into the top eight on probably equally good terms. Yep. So I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, but if there's a situation where let's say both of you are on four wins, it's the last round and the and the payouts are down to five wins flat, right? Like then mm-hmm. then in that situation, you know, if you're going to lose, I don't know, it's. Then it's not zero sum. In that situation, I'd probably be conceding because if I'm going to lose. But it again, is zero sum, Riley. We've talked about this before. The store will lose two extra booster packs. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Dennis out there looking out for the small yeah, business, looking out, well. looking out for the corporate world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when is it? When is the right time to do it? When it's either very clear that you have no chance to win. Uh, mm-hmm. When uh, Dennis has got a good one. When you're bored, you don't want to. Yeah. Waste- when you stop, well, I was kind of joking when I said that, but honestly, when you stop having fun. Just extricate yourself from the situation. I think that's fine to yeah. do. Especially if, like, what happened to me and your opponent's desperately pressuring you and you're like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. To be fair, I did not concede that time, but no. that's by the by. No, but I mean, if you're in a situation like, I don't care about this. I don't know. I, mm. You know, I don't want to sit here for five extra turns, 20 minutes to see if my one out or whatever is going to come, or, or even, you know, if that, if my opponent, if my opponent's going to mess up so I can get yeah. this. So. If, the, if it's a sort of a foregone conclusion, I'd say sooner rather than later. But, I mean, you can play to the final whistle blows. And, of course, you're never, ever, ever obligated to concede to anyone for any reason. Exactly. So, let's keep that in mind. That, Dennis, that question, while a good one, was not worth the cliffhanger ending from last week. No well, no shade on Uncle Susan. Fine question. Thank you. Maloman's question next week. Maloman's question it, is making it in. Okay, we're not doing this again. All right. Anyway, the next question comes <laughs> you from... You're going to do Maloman next? Let's do Maloman next. The next question comes to us from Maloman here. Thank you, Maloman. Uh, it says, hi, my board game advice question. Uh-huh. What criteria should you use for whether to purchase your own copy of a board game instead of just using someone else's copy? Tricky. I've had a lot of instances recently of playing a game at a friend's house or a board game meetup, getting swept up in a game, buying a copy of said game, and then never playing it. Mm. I'm quite a rules-oriented person, so ideas for metrics or conditions a game should meet before I make a purchase would shel- would help my shelves and wallet wallets greatly. <laughs> 
Love the podcast. Glad you started the Patreon. I'm a proud but mere stale cheese bag. Loser. Okay. Shame. Uh, Shame. <laughs> Shame. Hiss. Hiss. Boo. Hiss. This is tricky. This is something I've done a lot. I play... I'm trying to think of the last game I bought. Like, I, I was about to say side and scene. I guess it's the opposite of side and scene. It's like in the middle of playing it at somebody else's house that I've bought straight away. Yeah. Um, and like, it's... I have a lot of games in my board game closet. Well, I was going to so, say, oh, I think you are probably the person who has all the games, right? And it's the other people. The other yes. people are freeloading. Uh, to an extent, yeah. Occasionally, I'll split the board games with some of my friends that we like. Like, like we split Gloomhaven. Because well, that was, I, was I mean, that was just labor costs. You need, you need, yeah, for her carrying you need it, yeah. four of you to carry it in th- through the door. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but generally speaking, I do, uh, Nikki and I front a lot of the board games, and I built, like, we built a reasonable collection as well. But I like having them. Yeah. I like having the option. Yeah. I like when people are like, let's play a game. I'm like, mm, do I have the closet free? Which happened when you were here. Yeah. I, I like Den- that. I went to Dennis's, like, board game closet, brought out five games, and was like, here are the games I'd like to play tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then we mm-hmm. played two of them <laughs> as, is the, as, is the, as is the case but yeah I think uh, I think you just gotta be soft on the trigger it's hard to say rules let's, let, let's establish some easy rules if the game is less than $20 I think it's fine to buy it so something like The Mind or You Gotta Be Kidding Me mm-hmm. or basically card games yeah it's like casual the small low co- they're, they're, they're low cost enough yeah. that if you don't ever if you don't play for a long time it's not the end of the world um, if it, similarly, if a game is over like sixty dollars, really think about it. I would not be snapping off that copy of Scythe with a hair trigger, for example. But I think there's there's another element of it for me as well, which is: Are you ever going to play this game with a group that isn't that aren't the people that you play with ordinarily? Yes, right. And that's the next thing I was going to say. There's two other factors, which are time and difficulty, and they're basically a combination of what Riley said, which is how easy is it to play this game. Mm. So, like, when, when, when you were over, for example, there's, like, we could play Scythe, and it's like, ah, oh, we'll just play Catan, or ah, oh, we'll just play Ticket to Ride, because those yeah. are faster, easier games. Yeah. The lo- uh, it's weird, like, the larger and more complicated and longer and more difficult a game is, often also tends to be more the more expensive the game is, the less likely you should be to buy it. The fewer copies like that it. you need broad access to, right? Like, if yes. we're talking about Catan, I would buy Catan. Like I would just, I would no matter. I would just like to have a copy of Catan because it's a good game that I can, you can play with people casually, play with people who are a bit more serious. It's the only board game my parents like. Exactly. So, you know, if the game, if you could see yourself playing this game in other, but if you know, if you're a board game nerd and you're playing with other board game nerds, like you don't all need your individual copy of like Terraforming Mars, right? Like you need one, mm. and it's tough you because one, like you only, you only need one Twilight Imperium. Uh, you know, if. If so, if you're like, it sounds like Melaman, you're not the Dennis of your group. Like, you're not yes. the one who owns all those board games. And having things is nice. Like, like having those board games for yourself is nice. But ask yourself, like, do you really need to buy a copy if you're only ever going to play that game at your Dennis's house, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to start building up your collection, what you do, like, the next time you go to a board game night or a meetup or something like that, and then you want to bring that back to your regular play group, be like, I'm going to buy this one, right? And then you've got it. And then, and then, yes. like, not like it's not like establishing a, ro- a Ross, like, oh, whose turn is it to buy the board game or something, but just get in there and say, hey, I'm, g- I'm going to grab this one because I want to have it for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's tough. That's like, often you don't need, like, more so than a lot of other entertainment media, medias, media, um, board games, second copies of board games are just so redundant. Yeah, you never need more than two. You just, well, you never need more than one. Sorry, more than one. That yeah. was what I meant. So you never, you need, never need two copies of a board game if you've got an established play group or something, you know? That is interesting. Back when I lived in Melbourne, I, I was slightly the dentist, not hugely. I didn't have a huge collection or anything, but I sort of straddled two different board game groups. 
Mm-hmm. So I was the one who would buy them so I could play them with two different, like the two. Right, you're double dipping, yeah. The, the two different groups. So I was getting really good value out of it. But like, you know, then when someone in group A bought a board game and I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying because like I, now I know I'm never going to get get to play that board game with the other group unless I like- Unless you buy it for just that. Buy it all. I mean, you know who I, you know what I'm like. I would have tried to borrow it. And then borrowing board games is just always a bad idea. And um, do you know what happened one time? So, I, so at my- I used to be a primary school teacher, as I've said many times, and uh, I- had board games for the kids to play, right? Mm-hmm. One of which was Carcassonne. Mm-hmm. So I bought a copy of Carcassonne. It's, I mean, it's a good game to play with kids, even if they're just matching tiles, or whatever else. It's a little high strategy for kids. No, because yeah. you can just be, you can just like they can just build stuff. Like it's an easier. You, sure. you just get rid of the farmer rule, and they just put their their meeple on roads or cities or whatever, and it's, it's fine, right? Anyway, one of the other colleagues, one of the other colleagues, um, one of the other teachers, like, hey, can I borrow that board game? I'm like, yeah. She saw me playing it with the kids, and like, it looks great. So she can yeah, borrow it. Okay. Four kids in the emergency room immediately swallowing meeples. I was very annoyed because when I went back up, I was like, hey, can I can I have Carcassonne back? And she's like, sure. I was like, oh, sorry. Is, are you still using it? She's like, no, it's just like, I don't know. I kind of prefer it to stay up here. And I'm like, oh, okay, what? I guess. Did you think it belonged to the school? I was like, sure. But I mean, yeah, can I just have it back? And she's like, all right, I guess fine. I was like, all right. So I took it back, right? Went back down and three of the meeple were missing. And they were replaced by like, you know, little plastic counters or whatever else. And, like, it bothered me a lot. It really annoyed it me. It bothers me now hearing about it, dude. Anyway, some time goes on. She wants to borrow it again. I give it back to her. I'm fine. But at the end of the year, right, when I was leaving, I was leaving the position, I'd, I'd resigned, so I, I wanted to get with my stuff. So I go back up and I get it, and she's like, what is it with you in this game? Like, why do you need it so much? And I'm like... It's mine. It's mine. And she's like, what? I said, like, it's my copy. She's like, oh... Oh, I thought it was the school's. I'm like, no, no, it's my, like, I own that copy. And, like, you had it in your classroom for half the year. (laughs) And she's like, oh, I lost, like, four of the pieces. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know you lost four of the pieces. Um, So, never lend board games out. Never lend anyone anything, honestly. Never lend anyone anything. Wow. Never lend anyone anything. I don't, never, never, what is it? Never a, a lender or borrow a bee. Never lend anything you want back. That is the way to look at it. Never lend anyone something that you want back. I never lend people books, money, obviously, uh, board games, nothing. Because it's just, it's too much of a liability, man. Too much of a yeah, risk. Yeah. You have to be really willing to part ways with it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so Melaman, glad you're here, glad to you're not borrowing board games. Go out and buy them. But again, I think it's a confluence of, what is it, Dennis? How much it costs? How likely you are to play it outside the board game group where, like, you know, you're playing yep, most and of the board games. And how, how easy it is to play. And how complicated or easy it is, it is going to be played. All right. Nailed that one. Um, next question comes to us from Skyfunk, Dennis. You want to you let us know what's going on? Bottom, bottom to top now in the talk. <laughs> All right. Skyfunk writes in and says, looking for a match of the gathering advice. Come to the wrong place, buddy. My friend runs a YouTube EDH show and has let me know that they may call me up to play in a future episode. They told me I should bring my feather deck because they've seen it in action and liked it. My question is how much I should tune her up to meet their play level. These guys run fast mana and pricey cards, and while it's not competitive EDH, by the way, it sounds like it is from what you just said, yeah. but that's by the point. Um, it's spiker than my average decks, let alone the glorious jank that I love to sling. I can't afford to buy Dockside Extortionist, Mana Crypt, etc., 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 and even the nice proxies are three fifty each plus $8 shipping for cards I could never, ever sell and have no value after that. Madness. Should I print crappy proxies at home to gain the production value of the show or just stick to my regular power level at risk of being left in the dust? 
I'm not against proxies. Neither of those approaches are perfect. Is it nobler to play home printed proxies or stand up for reasonably powered magic? The latter, I think. This I don't is, think you can use proxies on their YouTube show. This is, this is pretty cut and dried for me. If you have been asked to be a guest on their show, it is their responsibility to make sure that you, as the guest, are the one who is catered to. It's fine for them to be playing high power decks and all the rest of it, like in normal weeks, right? But it, and, and they've specifically asked for your feather deck as well, right? They know what's in it. They know the, the the power level of this deck. It's their responsibility to come to the table with decks that are going to match or at least complement, right? The the deck that you've brought, unless Riley. I'm very, very interested to know what the NLS is here because for Unless me, this they're is, setting Skyfunk up for failure. Unless they sent a fake note from the quarterback of the football team to the ugly girl asking her to the prom and they're bringing the feather deck online onto the show to beat the crap out of it. Is Maybe that, they hate the feather deck is that and this the is content? the public retribution. Is that the content? You know, there's the, 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 the thumbnail is of the, the feather de- is of Skyfunk with a shocked face and, you know, the, the hands. And three by, boots stepping on their head. And, yeah. and a, a hands, uh, you know, palms on the, uh, on the cheeks there. Classic th- uh, clickbait thumbnail. You won't Could believe be. what we did to our friend's feather deck. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that it? Are they? T- is that good content? Would you watch that? I'll probably watch that. I probably watch it now. I probably watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, maybe they said maybe they're being set up for disaster. Maybe it's maybe it's a prank. Maybe it's a jape. It is it is the season of pranking after all. It is at all. November. It, it is famously indeed. famously November is the is the is the the japester's season. I'm not sure about this one in that sense, Dennis. I think it's pretty. Let's assume dry. let's assume their friends are acting in good faith. Let's assume that your ridiculous pants on head uh, suggestion. My karate is- kid beating him up at Halloween narrative is not real. Is is not the case. I think they have a responsibility to come down to your dex power level. I think and they certainly do for the pur- at least for the purposes of the show. Whatever about like you know, if their goal is to have an entertaining product, like Riley mentioned, them beating the crap out of you with mana vaults and guys cradles is not an a, a, you know an EDH show does not make. No, I don't, I don't think that's going to. I mean, unless that's the specific design of the show is to like look at how crap our friend's deck is, we're going to absolutely pants him. It's called like, Shark Tank. Yeah, there you go. That's good. But um, no, I'm 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 not a fan of this. I think that I think. I mean, I've done shows like this before. I went on um, Commander Clash with the Goldfish crew, right? Mm. And they were like, send us your list. So, first of all, they were like, do you have a deck in mind? I'm like, I'd love to play my regular four-color blink deck. And they're like, great. Do you know what we're going to do? We'll do four-color week, right? So, all of them came with four-color decks, right? And they're like, can you send us your deck list? For two reasons. First of all, we want to make sure you have all the cards and magic online, so we'll make sure that we send you... Like, they didn't want it to cost me anything yep. to be on the show, which I really appreciate it, because it turns out, Dennis, I didn't have a copy of Kiro and Tineos, or Tiro and Kineos, or whatever the names are, the commander. Is that the deck I bought you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have a copy of that on Magic Online, so that was, that was really good on them. But the second thing was they wanted to get a beat on the power level of the deck so they could build at a, an appropriate right. level. Now, turns out I absolutely stomped them, all the same, so GG, but... It was very much like they weren't there to show that they were like better than better. me or anything. Like yeah, it was it just the they just they just wanted to sit around and have a, have a bit of a chat, have a good time, and that's that's what good content is, I think. So the other, um, I was going to say something that was related to this. Now it has totally slipped my mind. We were talking about commander attacks, about building them, about I have no idea what I was going to say. Yeah, right did you goldfish? Four color. You bought me the deck. 
uh, no, power level that. And getting a beat on that. I was doing the thing where you're talking and, I, and I'm not listening. Just, ooh, my turn next. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, I can't wait for Riley to stop talking so I can Yeah, so that I can talk again. Oh, my God. What was I going to say? This never happens on the show. No. I'm sorry for talking ah. so much now. So I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to talk while you're trying to interrupt. Well, I'm glad you learned your lesson. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. Okay, us sitting here with you trying to remember something is not no, good podcasting. Quick. Now I need you to talk. Let me think. All right. Skyfunk, for this, it's cut and dry for me. They need to come down to your level. You need to make it clear that you don't want to get your ass served up to you on a silver platter. Uh, and you need to basically have a clear understanding amongst all the people at the table as to what the power of the, of the, of the, of the deck is. Uh, so the power of the table is. And if they're not willing to come down to that, uh, it's just you're gonna have a bad time, and it's not gonna be good content. And they should recognize that. Dennis has taken his headphones off. He is they're back on now. Okay, he's popped them back on now. He's I don't remember. I'm gonna remember happen to the next question. We'll have to double back. But that's fine. Dennis. If you are setting up the next week, next week when I remember. All right. Well, our no, last question today comes from the name, and Ooh. we are getting through all the questions today. We're not gonna have a a a, a, a no hanging chads. No hanging chad. You heard of Hanging Chad? It's a US election thing. Hanging Chad? Yeah. I've not heard of that. What's a Hanging Chad? Hanging Chad is like where they were counting elections. I want to say it was between Bush and Al Gore, but I'm not actually sure. Oh, and the and the hole punchy. Hole punch hadn't fallen all the way through. Yeah. That was called a Hanging Chad. Do you know what, I, do you know what immediately I thought of when you when you said a Hanging Chad? Uh, like, a well-hung man named Chad? Yeah, well, that. But then secondly, uh, like a dingleberry. Oh, that's worse than what I said. Yeah, like a... a, a <laughs> You can see, for those of you who don't know what a dingleberry is, Dennis, do you want to explain? I don't, actually. Thank you very much. I appreciate okay. you. Can I tell you something about Dennis? Dennis does this all the time. Do you know what he does? He, he always leaves dingleberries. No, he doesn't. Well, I don't <laughs> know. That, that is an information that I have, I have knowledge of. What he does is he will set, the, set you up for failure in this way, right? He'll be like, yeah. oh, Riley, you got to tell them that story about blah, 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 right? And I'm like, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's, t- I haven't done, I don't know what he's talking, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't want to say this because I don't know what he's saying about that means. So he, he, Dennis will do that to me all the time. Yep. He doesn't like being done, done, back, done back to him because he's, Dennis is the kid I'm school. rubber, you're glue, baby. <laughs> well, Dennis is the kid at school where like everyone's playing like no backs or finders keepers and Dennis is like, nope, I don't play by your rules. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. Exactly. I don't like it. Anyway, I'm going to I will re- yes and you when I please, and I will know but but know you if I need to. I'm going to read the, the Nairs question. This is a Dennis. This is a question for specifically for you, Dennis. Right? This, this one this one came in addressed. Oh, wow. Yeah. ATTN, Dennis Stranjak. Right? Mm-mm-mm. CC, Riley Knight. <laughs> Dennis, what are some great games to play while multitasking? Something to help pass the time while working since I'll be staring at a computer screen all day. Something turn-based that doesn't have turn times would be perfect. I'd play Arena or MTGO, but I'd feel a little bad making my opponent sit there while I time out only to come back at the last second every turn. I have the perfect answer to this question. Now, Dennis, for those of you who don't know, Dennis is... Could very well be playing League of Legends right now, which is a high-octane action game, honestly. Dennis is distressingly good at multitasking frustratingly good at multitasking. Mm-hmm. He's so good at multitasking that, yes, he is able to play one, maybe two games on his three monitors while also on a call. Um, very annoying to have to deal with. Uh, one of the reasons that we do this, record this podcast on a video chat. Oh, if we didn't have video chat, I would 100% play Because right it, it enables me to keep an eye on him while and make sure that his attention isn't too divided. But he is, even when it is divided, he is, it is annoying because, you know, when like, you're being lectured by a parent, like, or a teacher or something. Mm-hmm. And they go, what did I just say? 
Dennis can just rattle it off. He he doesn't. He wasn't listening at all. He wasn't listening to anything you said, but he can just rattle off exactly what you just said and pull something out of his bum to respond to it. So very annoying. Anyway, Dennis, with that in mind, what suggestions do you have for the now? I think the perfect game for this scenario is Civilization. Oh, hello. That's a great one. Yes. Five or six. Pick your poison. I like sex a little better. Uh, I would recommend getting Gathering Storm. You don't need to get any of the expansions of Gathering Storm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. No, no, sorry, not Gathering Storm. Uh, Rise and Fall. Yep. The first one. The, the cheapest one. The first one. Um, here's some big reasons. Go on. Games last forever. Yep. You could play. You could easily play a game of over two or three days at work if you wanted mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. Two, turn-based. Yep. Three, AI opponents, so no turn limit whatsoever. Literally, your turn could take 60 minutes if you wanted yeah. to. If you need to just tab out Go game. have lunch yes. and leave the game running, nobody cares. Yeah. Nothing, no consequence whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the game is full of individual micro decisions. So macro decision making in Civilization 6 and Civilization games is actually not that not that big of a deal, to be honest, overall. Like there's planning ahead and stuff, but the difficulty you're going to be playing, especially new to the game, that doesn't matter so much. Yeah. So if you come back into a game you were playing before, that's fine. If you are playing a game, then have something you have to focus on at work for two hours and then come back to it and then kind of have to get back into it, that's fine too. So many different civilizations. Every game feels different. Highly recommend. Yeah. The hours you get out of it for the you know for the the price you pay for it is astronomical oh it's like for those of you don't know civ is the the genesis of the just one more turn meme like that is literally what it says when a game ends when you're going to close a game your options are close or one more turn. just one more turn um it is the it's the whole like you know you you start playing and then the next time you look up it's 4 a.m and you've got work Mm -hmm. you gotta be at work in five hours like that th- this is the game that Ooh, gotta be working five hours. I can play Civic. That's <laughs> gonna um, Yeah, this game. Really- it is a monodirectional time travel machine with no breaks. It's and it's really really fun. And I've got which if you have a boring desk job, like it sends the near might sends ideal. Yeah, if you've got if you've got a thing where like if you just have to be at your computer between X o'clock and Y o'clock, and for some number of those hours you'll be occupied with meetings or work or whatever, and you just want to have something in the background that you can tab back to every now and again instead of just scrolling through. Twitter or, you know, trying to find YouTube videos or whatever else. Civ is a great one, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Can I add another hat to the pile? We, I have another one afterwards. Is it a hat? Next? Crusader Kings 3. Crusader Kings 3? Crusader Nerd Kings 3. Civ. Crusader Kings 3 is similar to Civ in a lot of ways. It's it's weirder. And I don't want to say it's deeper because I don't think that's... But it's deeper in a different way. Very steep learning curve. But once you're on it, it's it's marvelous. Uh, Civilization 3. For, oh, sorry. Um... Crusader Kings, if you've never played it, it's a game where rather than controlling a, a country, although you do effectively kind of control a kingdom, but you control a dynasty instead, mm-hmm. right? So you, it, it, there's a lot of like Game of Thrones type stuff in there. There's intrigue and marriage and, you know, you can go to war to conquer someone or you can, se- you can set up a basically a breeding program where, oh, I'm never going to be the Holy Roman Emperor. But if I marry my daughter to this person, right, and then assassinate these heirs, right, in two generations, I'll play as my grandson who will be the only living heir for the Holy Roman Empire. And then, you you know, that, that, like that sort of thing, right? Mm. Very fun. Not turn-based, but you can pause as often and for as long as you want. And as you were saying, there is some macro, like you can plan out stuff across multiple generations. But if you just want to play day-to-day, you know, small objective type stuff, it's also really good. So... Kind of in the same boat as Civ, but a game that it just it just generates incredible stories as well. I have two other games. Two more games. Oh my goodness! The next different more de- than, radical departures. More uh, than the first one was the Binding of Isaac. Oh dear, I've played the Binding of Isaac. 
So the binding of Isaac is gross, number one. Mm-hmm. So if the subject matter is something that offends you or is not to your liking, I would not recommend it. It's really, like, right. dark as well. It's, it's very dark. It's dark, gr- dude. Grim. Yeah, it's grim. But mechanically, it's an amazing roguelike, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It is amazing. And it has the added benefit that kind of Hades and stuff doesn't, where the rooms, individual rooms, are very short. So, and once you've finished room, there is nothing that means you have to keep going until you want to. Like, the game doesn't really resume until you go through the next door. Yeah. Hades is like that, though. Hades, I guess Hades' rooms are a bit bigger than Binding Isaac. Yeah, not, they're not a little by bigger. a huge amount. Um, but so, I mean, Hades is a fine game to pick for this, too, as well, yeah, to be honest. True. But Binding Isaac is just smaller and cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means that you, um, the gameplay is condensed into one minute, basically, basically chunks. Um, the second game I'd recommend, in a similar vein... League FTL. of Legends. What? Nah, FTL. Oh, dude, I've played FTL. FTL faster than light. The, so one of the, hard, man. It's a hard it's game. It's a hard game, dude. But it's not mechanically intensive. No. There are occasional bursts of like combat, but you can still pause them. Yeah. Good pick. And it's mostly, mostly decision-making. Yeah. Very gentle, very chill music as well. Yeah, it's so FTL, if you don't know, basically you're on a spaceship. You have limited crew members, limited resources, limited... like. You, you you have to basically navigate your spaceship. It, it, it's would you say it's turn based? It's like kind s- of yeah. stage based. Like every yeah. basically you move the ship from stage to stage, and there are new problems like at a each stage, kind of like that. Yeah, um, and you have to manage all sorts of stuff. It is a little more frantic in the sense that yeah, there there's a bit more like like with Civ, you can just spend as long as you want on any decision. Yeah, that's not quite true in FTL. Yeah, in FTL yeah. there is a bit more like clicking and action and that sort of stuff. But it's a good. It's a good. I haven't played FTL for years, man. Do I never beat it? You want to put that on the list for game night? I haven't played FTL for a long. I played again. That's great. Yeah, it's a great I'm game. Played, what, 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 I, I was scrolling through my Steam, which is why I was reminded. Of. Yeah. When's my last opened? December twenty ninth, twenty fifteen. Oh no, I've got you by a couple of years there. I think the last time I played it was like twenty thirteen. I think I played it a lot though, and I never managed to beat it. I never managed I to beat the final boss. I think boss. I beat it once. Yeah. I have 33 hours played of it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, some good hey, picks some there for the Nair. Good picks. Some good picks. It's not my first rodeo. I'm no, no, game. definitely not. What are you playing right now, Dennis? On, the, on the other monitor. <laughs> I just died. That's why you can see my hands. Right, okay. Was that- if you are going to play League of Legends, I'd recommend playing Jungle. Because um, it well, kind of turns into the- a single player, as close as single player as you can get. Well, top lane is technically more of a single player, but the, the, the second to second is less important because you're not, you're not last hitting. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. It, it requires less attention because you just go and farm camps. Much more macro attention, yeah. Yeah. Man, I miss playing League so much. There you go. We'll put it on the list. I absolutely do not. Please don't make me play League. Oh, it'd be good though. No, 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 no. Do you know what I'm back into? We can transition this into Scrimea, into Scrimea Charizard. <laughs> Dennis, mm-hmm. Apex Legends, baby. We played it the other day. We did. We played it to warm up a little bit for the new season. The new season's just out. And we, and we won. Did we win a game? They don't need to know that. We came second. So, did we even? I think we came, we came like third, I think. We came third. Maybe we came second. We won. We won. The moral victory was ah. ours. Um, ah, never no, I, I've been having a great time. I was hating Apex Legends the last time I played it. I think I was just like burnt out. It was out about a year it. ago now, right? Uh, it was about, yeah. Uh, the you know, start of this year. We I stopped, like I uninstalled at the end of the Valkyrie season, just before Sia came in. So I've taken a season I stopped off. playing just before that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've taken a season off, but I'm ready to go. Like new maps out, new character that I'm not very interested in because I just play Fuse all the time. So I don't really, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care to play Fuse or like Loba if I want to mix it up. I don't really play anyone else. 
But um, I, I'm 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 amped for it again, dude. It's it is a it is a fun game. It, it's like you get burnt out on it, I think. But like the movement, the gunplay, the I don't know, playing with miserable to play by yourself with with randos. Mm. Miserable experience. I when it was back back in my day when the game first came out, there was a solo mode and it was pretty good. I just like when I first downloaded, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just I'll play like one or two games to you know get back into it or whatever with randos. It was terrible, and I'm never doing it again. I have like three hundred and something, three hundred fifty hours played in that game, and I would say that two of them have been played by myself. Three hundred fifty hours. I only have two hundred fifty hours. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't even like this game very much. Oh, dear. So I'm back into that, dude. I'm going to have a great time. The new map's like all tropical beach type thing as well. So I'm. have you have you updated it? Not pl- uh, no. Get it updated. Dude. Eight let's, gigs. All right, I'll click update. Let's go. Let's play. Let's play. Let's 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 do it. Um, what have you been playing? Uh, Riley, I have good news for the folks at home. Oh, here we go. So much as the season's ending in Apex Legends, the season's also ending in the other Legends game, League of. Yeah. The, the, the Legends Leg- franchise is... Done pretty well. Yeah, Runeterra, League of Legends, and then and <laughs> and Apex. Apex yep. Legends. Yep. Um, oh, there was a tweet I should actually find you. Legends um, of the Storm. This. Legends of the Storm. What are the other Legends games out there? Yeah. Um, Magic the Legends. Oh, cool. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to talk about that. Oh, it wasn't Ma- no, it wasn't the Legends. Magic Legends. Magic Legends. Yep. Uh, I, play- I was one of the only people to play that game, turns out, because I played it at PAX. What do you mean? Lots of people played it. No, they didn't, really. What do you no, mean? they didn't. Are you kidding? Lots of people played it, just not for very long. Oh, oh wow. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You say, like, you're, you're, you're sick flex. You're also only one, only one, one of the only people who actually played it because I played it at PAX. I said, no, there's not a, like... Yeah, I played it for a half hour on... I, I played it on convention mode, which is the worst way to play a video game because it's, like, extra, extra easy. You played on convention mode for half an hour, which is to say... Which Qualified is just to, to review it. To say you played it for about the same amount of time as most people did. Um, anyway, Probably, to be honest. Dennis, what is this tweet? I'll tell you what, it better be a banger after this. It's from Riot Games, right? Okay. What is Rito saying? Since 2011, yep. across League of Legends, TFT, Runeterra, Wild Rift, remember the last four of those only came out in the last 18 months, basically. Yes, yeah. Valorant. How many, yeah. I, I actually don't think this even includes Valorant. Oh, it really? doesn't include Valorant. Okay. No. How many... Because these are all these are all games set in the same universe, I guess. Valorant is ah, Valorant's in a different universe. Yeah, okay, sure. How many players they've had since twenty eleven? Total, total, total unique players. So not concurrent at the moment, but just total players yeah. over the last ten years. Two hundred fifty million. Six hundred million. Holy moly! That's so many. Six hundred million <laughs> people have played. That's so games. many. That's two Americas. <laughs> and I'm one of them. And you're one, you're two of them, probably with Runeterra. That's embarrassing for me. But right, season's ending in League of Legends. It's either on the twelfth or the fifteenth. I can't remember. Yep. And there's an exclusive skin you can only get yep. by reaching gold in ranked. Well, you've reached gold, so you've got it. I have, Riley. Don't worry about it, baby. What's it. the who's the skin for? Blitzcrank. You don't play Which much I crank, do you? Don't really play. You don't. You don't but, tend to crank down all that much. But Riley, here's how they get you. Go on. You get a different color version of the skin if you make it to plat, and then again if you make it to diamond, etc., etc., etc. You're never going to make it to plat, man. Come on. No, I'm in gold. I, I've gotten to the top of gold three, but then I just start losing because I get top of gold to- three, dude. You got the top of gold three. Not even halfway there. 
Yeah. Well, no, halfway there if you include bronze and silver and... No, you know, halfway to, between platinum, halfway between gold yeah, and platinum. Like, what, what happens is I start getting matched with people and like someone in the game will be in Diamond 4 and I'm like, this person's playing a different game. I can't play with this person. Are you kidding me? Why are you me? playing five stacks? Surely that's the best way. Uh, yeah. I do sometimes, but... I'll play. Do you want me to play way. with you? No, you won't. Of course I'm not going to play with you. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Are you actually going to make the push to plat? Uh, I thought about it, but probably not. No, dude, come on. Come on, man. I need to win like 20 games more than I lose in the next 10 days, basically. There are only so many hours in the day, man. Yeah. Tell you what. That's why you multitask. That's why you play during recording podcasts. Let's play Apex Legends. We can get out of bronze. Now? You know, Dennis, so for a while, Dennis and I... You have bronze four or whatever? Dennis yeah. and I, we were so st- sick of getting like stomped on by people. Because like people in pub games are just so much better than us sometimes. Oh, the matchmaking's all over the place, yeah. We were just like, should we just play ranked? Because we're in, we never play ranked. We're both bronze. Like, we'll be paired against other people who are bronze. And ideally, it'll, they'll just be very bad. But the you, problem is with that, you have to play in a three stack. You can't play twos. Mm-hmm. And then you just end up with a rando, which is never a good idea. But anyway. Um, that'll be fine. That's it. We're done. Thanks for listening to Cheesebags. Um, thank you to Junkie Rare for the music. Thank you to ChannelFireball.com for the sponsorship. Go buy your cyst of destiny and your burst of magic and whatever you get expansions vanquish jump party or whatever it was vanquish jump party your ninja sex party over Whoa. at chanfable.com really diversifying smart. their product portfolio there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh head to patreon.com river if you want to be a cheese bag fresh or stale variety we're going to be posting the options for game night in the near future see if we can spook riley with some poppy playtime it's going to be a fun time for all well worth the five dollars an episode but other than that, right, I think that's all we got. That's it. Thank you. To, oh, you wrote it on Joe Kim Karad. And also, hey, Dennis, guess what? Hmm. No cliffhanger, baby. I did it. No cliffhanger. No cliffhanger. Dennis. Oh, I actually, I be- did want to say. Before he goes to the Discord and finds another question to be like, all right, next week we're doing a question from Boba. That's it. We're out of here. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See you next week, everybody. And oh no, I can't find anybody's question. <laughs> I've, I've harvested. I've scooped I, I, I can promise to answer a question sight unseen, basically <laughs> by picking a username and having not read the question. I guess what else? What else? That's so different. <sighs> On next week's right. episode, more questions, probably. More questions, probably. We'll talk about some video games. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Bye.